The Graphic Histories Podcast. Welcome to the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, and I'm your host. Big thanks, Ukla Mock, for our theme song, Superpowers. And big thanks to you, gentle listener, for tuning in once again to my show. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode with uh, Ramon J. Perez. K. Perez. I don't know where the J came from. J and K are close in the alphabet, perhaps. And my middle initial is J, so perhaps that's where I was coming from. But Ramon K. Perez, uh, really cool interview. Glad... I got to get that one in. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did as well. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but uh, this week we'll be talking back to our normal format, in which we'll be talking about the Flash villain, Reverse Flash, also sometimes called Professor Zoom. Probably more predominantly called Professor Zoom, but uh, you know the term Reverse Flash, I don't know, tickles me. So of the names he chose, I'm going to go with that one for now. But I have a little quote for you today. It's a very famous one. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's very famous. It's somewhat famous in that it's so snarky, it's wonderful. Uh, it was from a court case where someone was trying to argue that wages didn't count as income. And the judge responded by saying, Some people believe with great fervor preposterous things that just happen to coincide with their self-interest. And uh, I think that really sums up my feelings towards the modern-day world. I actually have... You know, trying to keep an open mind, trying not to just shut people down because they disagree with what they say. Because I do feel like, you know, talking through issues is part of how we learn, how we get better. Um, however, there are just some people that just don't want to learn. They're happy. Uh, they don't want to discuss it. They, they, they claim to know everything because they read some internet articles and they've decided that they know it all. Uh, and that's it. And I don't want to get into a huge debate about this COVID-19, the mass stuff. Um, but, you know, a lot of these things, people gravitate towards these things they believe are, are in their best interest because they don't want to be bothered by the the changes that the world is putting on them because of the way things are. They don't want to have to wear masks. They don't want to have to not be able to see their friends and family. So they choose to live in an echo chamber of their own creation that basically um, reaffirms their backwards belief that uh, they don't have to do anything. And it's annoying. Um, there's a guy on my Facebook that I finally deleted after looking at so many posts of his over the last year. Uh, he's gotten into this big thing about just really, really ramping up his, his uh, kind of mocking people for wearing masks and, and this and that. And whenever people call him out on it, he calls them boring and uh, their arguments are boring. They're not giving many real evidence because it's up to regular people to provide evidence, not scientists that have done so already. But he wants the people that are disagreeing with him to provide the evidence. And after, you know, looking at this for a few minutes, I thought, you know what? I don't interact with this guy. I don't really know him outside of Facebook. So he is gone. And you know what? I feel good. I feel freed. I feel like I am, I've, a load has fallen off my back. Uh, but yeah, going on in the wide world of comics, few things coming out here and there. Mainly, the trailer has finally dropped for the Eternals. Uh, 
I'm going to butcher this woman's name, Chloe Zero, uh, the one who directed No Man Land. It's, uh, she directed it a few years ago. It was held back because of COVID-19, um, but the trailer has finally dropped, and it looks really cool. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, I, Black Knight is always a character that I've kind of been uh, enamored with in comics. Maybe will be featured on a future episode of the show because, you know, why not? But, uh, the yeah, it's cool seeing that, that group of characters. It's kind of a diverse cast of actors I wouldn't expect to see in some of these superhero movies, but I'm kind of excited to see it and see what they're going to do with it. It looks very interesting, and uh, I think it's Ty Sheraton? The guy that is playing, I think he's a villain in it. I'm not 100% sure. But he was in Killing of a Sacred Deer, and uh, he's a really cool actor, and I'm excited to see him in a in a, a more, you know, in this sort of role. So, also announced today, I believe, was that Aaron Taylor Johnson, who you may know as Kick-Ass, also as Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has been cast in the Sony's standalone uh, Craven the Hunter film, which is an odd odd thing that they're even making that to me. I mean, I know Sony kind of had a bit of a home run with Venom, and now they're going all in. I feel like Morbius is probably going to tank. I mean, I hope, you know, not to see comic book films tank horribly and be bad. I don't want to wish any movies bad. I want them all to be fun and enjoyable. However, I don't know, man. They are uh, putting all their eggs in a lot of basket, Spider-Man basket, that, uh, and and trying to make superstars out of every every villain he has, it's I don't I don't know, man. I don't think they're really designed for that. I don't think anyone ever thought Craven the Hunter needed his own solo movie. Um, I will watch it. I will hope it's a good movie. Um, however, without Spider-Man in it, it's just a, a movie about a big game hunter. Like that's the thing about these things. Venom has always kind of been an anti-hero. So seeing him, like same as the Punisher, so seeing him in a movie or a role where he is heroic and he needs the the audience needs to feel for him to worry about his safety to um you know all that sort of stuff that makes sense it works uh morbius has always kind of been a tragic uh anti-hero in a way like you know he only drained the blood of of bad people he was cursed with this infliction um so that kind of works too however a guy like craven the hunter who's basically a big game hunter who, who you know as we all know are a piece of garbage um trophy hunter you know like where how are you going to relate to this person how are you going to worry about them how are you going to fear for their safety how are you even going to want them to succeed in whatever hurdle they have to climb in the movie it's just an odd choice for me and i feel like sony is just grabbing everything they possibly can to make movies out of that's related to spider-man so they can try to cash in because you know venom did all right uh, but venom's also a highly popular character whether i would think that craven the hunter or morbius would be highly popular characters i don't know I just feel like uh, a lot of decisions are being made that are just based around the fact it's a comic, let's do it, without much thought going into whether we should do it. And, you know, maybe someone should ask those questions. But uh, <laughs> leaning into today's episode, which is on the Reverse Flash, Eobod Thrawn, Thon, Thrawn, Thon, I think it's Thon. I should know that, uh, <laughs> is coming up. Uh, Flash is a very popular character, a standalone movie kind of focusing on the Flashpoint event is coming up soon from, well not soon, within a few years from DC Comics, I believe they're filming it now with mention of Michael Keaton returning to play old Batman, hopefully as a backdoor pilot into a Batman Beyond live action film, which would be amazing but, you know, Flashpoint was a huge event and is certainly one of the things that is, is going to be a part of that film so why not learn about the uh, one of the big parts of that event, which is the reverse Flash also sometimes known as Professor Zoom. But 
for the purpose of this episode, I'll most likely refer to him back and forth for whatever point he's going by in the comic. So, but anyway, without much further ado, let's just jump into today's episode. So today's episode is episode number fifty-five. I can't be right. Is that right? No. Maybe. No. I don't think it is. No, no, it's not. It's episode number 57, right? Which is Reverse Flash. Eobard Thon was born in 2451. His parents genetically engineered him to be highly intelligent and have a particular appearance. However, as he grew up, they became concerned about his lack of social skills and tendency to daydream, which was frowned upon in their very regimented, futuristic society. Hoping that caring for his sibling would help Eobard adjust, his parents had a second son, Roburn. Eobard struggled to manage his little brother and chafed when reprimanded by their parents for his periodic outbursts, triggered by this frustration. Eobard spent so much time in social bonding sessions and psychological analyses with Roburn that he fell far behind in his own studies. As a result, his application of study, the Speed Force at the Flash Museum, was rejected. Eobard illegally began doing his own research on the subject. However, he was caught by Roburn, now an officer in the science police. A future version of Eobard would then travel back into the past and prevented Roburn from being born. This allowed Eobard to focus completely on his studies. He successfully was admitted to study at the Flash Museum. Another scientist, Professor Drake, announced that he was on the verge of proving the existence of the Speed Force. Eobard offered to collaborate with him, but was refused again. A future version of himself traveled through time again and killed Drake. Passing into yet another newly created timeline, Eobard was appointed professor of the Flash Museum. His knowledge of the Speed Force caused his peers to nickname him Professor Zoom. However, his research was unsuccessful and he was unable to tap into the Speed Force. Eventually, his parents grew concerned and instigated the closure of the Flash Museum. Again, his future self interfered with the timeline and caused the deaths of his parents, allowing him to continue on with his research. Eventually, Eobard fell in love with a reporter named Rose, who had been hired by Central City Science today to interview him. However, he learned that she was engaged. His future self intervened yet again, killing Rose's fiancé and eventually every man who she had ever dated. When she steadfastly refused to believe that her fiancé was gone for good, they became plutonic friends. However, she continued to rebuff Thon's romantic advances, eventually retaliating physically when he attempted to kiss her. In anger, his future self traumatized the reporter as a child, rendering her mute and causing her to be institutionalized for the rest of her life. Eobard longed for the heroic age of the 20th century. Foremost among the superheroes in his mind was Barry Allen, the second Flash. He worshipped him as a hero and as a would-be friend. He knew everything about Barry, keeping a collection of memorabilia about his hero. At the center was Barry's biography, The Life Story of the Flash by Iris Allen. Barry's life became as real to Eobard as did his own. He underwent a plastomorph operation to make himself look exactly like Barry. One day he came across Barry's cosmic treadmill in an antique store. He killed the cashier in order to acquire the Holy Grail of Flash collectibles. Now Eobard had the means to meet his idol. All he had to do was to somehow duplicate the reaction that gave Barry his super speed. The ordeal cost him his fortune and shaved years off his life, but he knew... He now had the chance to become Barry's friend and partner. Grabbing the biography for an autograph, Eobard set off to the 20th century on the treadmill. However, the treadmill's calibration had been affected by the centuries of not being used. It miscalculated his arrival, and Eobard appeared several years after Barry's death, when Wally West was the Flash. His journey had been pointless, or so he thought. Eobard visited the Flash Museum, and there he learned that he was destined to become the Flash's greatest villain, Professor Zoom. 
also sometimes referred to as the reverse flesh. This drove Eobard mad. He began to honestly believe he was Barry Allen. He showed up at the new flash, Wally West's door on Christmas Eve, dressed as Barry. For several months, he patrolled the streets of Central and Keystone cities with Wally as the flash. Everything went well, and everyone was happy until he began to go mad again. During one battle with the Combine, a Combine agent started to brag that he had killed the Flash after blasting Wally with a cannon. Eobard began to beat him up, saying, I'm the Flash. This is when Wally realized that something was wrong, and that this was not Barry. After leaving Wally to die in a Combine trap, Thon began to completely turn around, fighting Green Lantern, Jay Garrick, Max Mercury, and Johnny Quick. Finally, after finding the biography that Eobard had brought with him into an alley, Wally deduced the villain's true identity. In a showdown at the Flash Museum, Thon switched to the predominantly yellow costume of his future self, Professor Zoom. Finally, Wally managed to trick Zoom into returning to his own era on the cosmic treadmill. Now powerless, Thon retained no memories of this journey, but he was left with a deep and bitter hatred for Barry Allen. Thon began a career as a criminal in his home era. The police department and his fellow crooks knew him as the professor due to his scientific leanings. The Flash remained one of his favorite characters in history, but now he hated him because the hero stood for law and justice while he stood for the reverse. One day in 2463, a time capsule materialized out of the air. Inside were many relics from the 20th century, including a genuine costume used by the Flash. He amplified the super speed wave patterns contained in the suit using a simple 25th century technique, giving him super speed when he put it on. He dyed the costume the reverse in color of its original hues, naming himself Professor Zoom. He decided to become the greatest criminal in human history. His first crime was to steal the famous Cribby sculptures. However, Barry Allen, on a rescue mission to travel an atomic clock that was also in the time capsule and had become an atomic bomb during the travel, stopped Zoom. Zoom escaped prison and was determined to regain his powers, since the Flash had taken a suit from him. He discovered a new element, Element Z, which granted him super speed when he wore a locket containing the substance around his neck. However, the element was not stable, and he lost his powers after a short amount of time. Determined to fix this flaw, Zoom sent his astral image backwards in time and contacted Al Desmond, the reformed Flash villain once known as Mr. Element, and Dr. Alchemy, and was one of the most knowledgeable scholars on elements in history. Here, he forced Desmond to mix a radioactive substance which would send Zoom's physical body to the 20th century as well. The malevolent speedster then forced Desmond against his will to reprise his old Mr. Element persona and commit several crimes, so that he would be willing to help Zoom out by purifying Element Z. Once this was complete, Zoom used the cosmic treadmill to return to his own era, where he attempted to blackmail the government by threatening to release dangerous prisoners from jail with his newfound super speed, unless he received vast sums of money. However, the Flash followed him to the 25th century, where Zoom was defeated. He was sent back to prison and his locket taken away. While in prison, Zoom did a great deal of research in the field of ultra-speed, developing radiation which would compel others to do evil, enable him to read and control the minds of others, as well as granting and taking away super-speed. After he had served a sentence for a year, he was subjected to a test which determined his level of rehabilitation. Because he had previously tampered with the device that was used to administer this test, he passed with the highest possible rating and was released from jail. Building his own cosmic treadmill and using his new ultra-speed science to regain his powers, he traveled back to the 20th century to test his evil-doing radiation on Al Desmond, with whom he had become fascinated after their previous encounter. While in this era, Zoom used his mind-control radiation to cause the city officials of Central City to ban super-speed within city limits, thereby creating a great amount of difficulty for its law-abiding foe, the Flash. The Scarlet Speedster was captured, and Zoom summoned Desmond, who had resumed his identity as Mr. Element, to kill their common enemy. However, Element had given himself a post-hypnotic suggestion to save the Speedster, which he did by destroying the device which was keeping the Flash hostage. 
Zuma shocked at this betrayal, and the Flash took this opportunity to land a mighty punch, knocking him out. As this caused the vibrations which kept him in the 20th century to cease, Zoom returned to his own era where the authorities found him unconscious. Zoom was placed in a prison enclosed by invincible radiation, even feeding him the radiation so that no one could ever go into his cell. However, he used the radiation of the cell to increase his mental capacity to the point where he could actually follow through with the most recent twisted plan. Wanting to enjoy the double life of Barry Allen, he used his enhanced brain power to switch places with the Flash, sending him to the 20th century and Barry into his own cell in the future. Changing Barry's electric shaver into a matter distributor, Zoom changed his face to make it look like Barry's. Of all nights, this happened to be the night before Barry's wedding to Iris West. However, in the future, the real Barry escaped the radiation cell by using his costume ring's chemical formula to have a shrinking effect on the energy wall, and then vibrated through it. He traveled back to the 20th century where he broke up his own wedding, which was in progress, and took Zoom outside where they battled. After Flash defeated Zoom, the authorities from the future with Zoom back to his own era for a conviction. While in prison, Zoom created Synthosteeds, synthetic horses used to replace the real things, which had become extinct. The horse racing watching public was so pleased that Zoom eventually received a full pardon for his crimes and was released. However, Zoom had become enamored with the Raxilis Wings, a priceless piece of art on display in Central City. He began an elaborate plot to acquire it by sending one of his Synthosteeds through time to the 20th century. Here it terrorized the city, and neither the Flash nor Green Lantern could stop it. However, they were able to determine that the steed was from the future. They traveled to the 25th century, where they enlisted Zoom's aid in stopping the beast. He agreed in the condition that Green Lantern steal the Raxilis Ring for him. The two heroes reluctantly agreed, and so Flash and Zoom returned to the 20th century to battle the Synthosteed, while Green Lantern stayed in the future to steal the sculpture. Everyone was successful, however the Raxilis wings were yellow, and thus were destroyed when the Green Lantern attempted to carry them back through time, without being able to protect them with his ring, which at this point had a weakness to the color yellow. A frustrated Zoom accidentally confessed to his crime and was taken back to the 25th century. Scientists in Zoom's era discovered a deadly form of energy known as Cosmospurs. When he learned of them, he knew he had to return to the 20th century to use them on his foe, the Flash. This he did by creating a system of tornadoes laced with Cosmospur radiation, which threatened to destroy Central City. The Scarlet Beast arrived on the scene, but was caught in a twister and would have been killed had he not vibrated into an intangible state. Meanwhile, Zoom began impersonating Barry Allen yet again, hoping to take his place as Iris' husband. Iris eventually deduced that he was not Barry, almost immediately before Barry himself was finally able to revert back to his tangible form and defeat his imposter. However, before he was defeated, Zoom implanted a lethal energy flux in Iris' body, which would cause destruction of the universe if she came in contact with her husband's aura. To prevent this, Jay Garrick and Dr. Fate whisked her away and attempted to cure her. When they failed, they sent her to the 30th century, hoping that she'd be cured by her biological parents, Eric and Fran Russell, who were from this era. The Flash eventually tracked her down, only to discover that Zoom was also in the 30th century and had convinced Iris to marry him in exchange for sparing all of existence. However, after battling Zoom, the Flash discovered how to neutralize the energy flux in Iris, and Zoom would escape. At some point, the authorities temporarily released Zoom from prison to help fight Cobalt Blue, an unknown evil twin brother of Barry Allen. However, during this battle, he came in contact with the villain's gem, causing the Thawne family hatred of the Allen family to boil to the surface. He then focused his attention on attacking a nearby police officer, Sigmund Simogen Allen. However, Zoom was stopped by a time-traveling Wally West, but made a getaway and ran into the Flash Museum. Here, he used the Cosmic Treadmill to travel to the 30th century, where he hoped to claim the gem for himself. However, Zoom was followed by Wally, who quickly defeated him and returned him to prison in his home era. Zoom was magically summoned to the 20th century from his own era by the Wizard, 
who had recruited him to join the Secret Society of Supervillains, along with Plantmaster, Blockbuster, and Star Sapphire. They stole a transspatial transponder from Star Labs, which they planned to use to transport themselves to Wizard's home dimension of Earth-2 and conquer it. Zoom, who was recruited in part because of his technological expertise, was put in charge of operating the machine. However, things did not go as planned, and the team of villains arrived on Earth-3, home of the crime syndicate of America, alternate evil versions of the Justice League. The wizard determined that they could travel to the correct world by collecting three tokens of power so that he could cast a spell to bring down the dimensional bearer here. Zoom was tasked with obtaining one of the tokens, the Ring of Power Ring. He was successful, as were his teammates, and society arrived in Earth 2, at the headquarters of the Injustice Society. Wizard began summoning members of the Justice Society of America out of a time, and his teammates battled them. While Blockbuster fought Adam, Zoom and Plantmaster defeated Dr. Midnight. When Zoom demanded to know when they would begin to fight more powerful members of the JSA, Wizard explained that he wanted to take out the second stringers first. During an adventure in which members of the society switched bodies with members of the Justice League of America, Zoom and his teammates learned the secret identities of the various Justice League members. In order to protect their loved ones, the League and Zatanna magically erased this information from their minds. Using the alias Mr. Zix and appearing invisible by vibrating his molecules at super speed, Zoom contacted Central City's corrupt police chief Matthew Paulson, who he convinced to steal heroin that he had been confiscated by the police. He then planned to stabilize the drug, packaging it with powdered milk manufactured at a factory he was using as a hideout, with the ultimate goal of creating a vast number of addicts who would do his bidding in what would be, possibly, the worst plan in supervillain history. Zoom still pined for Barry's wife, Iris, and back in the timeline when Barry still lived. One day, he came to her and asked her to either leave Barry for him or die. At a costume party the next day, Zoom asked Iris what she had decided. She slapped him, saying that even if she didn't love Barry so much, she would never let him lay a hand on her. Zoom had one of his henchmen drug Barry with angel dust. Barry felt dazed, and Iris went to get him a glass of water. She entered a room where the deranged convict, Clive Yorkin, was hiding out. Here, Zoom vibrated to invisibility and slipped his vibrating hand through Iris's skull, fatally damaging the molecules in her brain. Obviously, all the evidence pointed to Yorkin. Zoom finally revealed himself to Barry, claiming to know the identity of Iris' killer and leading him on a chase across the world. Ultimately, the villain fitted the Flash with a pair of heavy matter boots and left him to sink to his death in the Earth's molten core. The speedster escaped, however, and went to Zoom's home era to learn who killed his wife using 25th century historical records. In his nemesis's absence, Zoom posed as the Flash and brought Paulson to the police, wanting to take full control of his heroin ring, and briefly fought the Green Lantern. He also booby-trapped the cosmic treadmill, hoping to kill the Flash, and he returned to the present. However, Barry survived. Although his trip to the future had been successful, based on the security video of Iris' murder, he determined that Zoom was the killer, as only a person with super speed could commit a murder invisibly. He chased Zoom through the ocean to Zoom's cosmic-powered time tripper, they went backwards through time, and Barry left Zoom to face Doom alone. After years of trying various vibrational frequencies, Zoom was finally able to free himself from his extra-dimensional prison. On the day that Barry Allen was supposed to marry Fiona Webb, Zoom left a message for his nemesis at the Flash Museum, telling him to meet him at the house where Barry and Iris used to live. At this moment, he was snatched up by a successor from the future, the second Zoom, and brought several years into the future. Since the newer Zoom's powers left him unable to operate the cosmic treadmill, he requested that the professor operate it for him so that he could force Wally West to watch the attack on his wife that resulted in the deaths of their unborn twins over and over again. Thon, with vague memories of his first encounter with Wally, was happy to comply. However, Barry soon showed up, bringing Thon back to his own time. Soon after, Barry, desperate to save Fiona's life, clotheslined Zoom at super speed. The sudden stop snapped Zoom's neck, killing him instantly. 
Afterwards, five rogues, Captain Boomerang, Captain Cold, Pied Piper, Weather Wizard, and Trickster stole Zoom's corpse from the morgue and held a special ceremony atop an isolated column of rock 30 miles north of Central City. They destroyed his coffin in rage, cursing him for having been killed by their nemesis. He was buried at Avernus, the hidden graveyard of the Flash's rogue gallery. Zoom has been impersonated at least twice after his death, once by Abracadabra during Barry Allen's trial for murder, and later by Wally West, an employee to trick Cadabra and Replicant. Several years later, police profile Hunter Zolomon adopted Zoom's costume and became the second Zoom, dropping the Professor title from his name. During Blackest Night, Thon's corpse returned as a member of the Black Lantern Corps, resurrected by a Black Power Ring. This version called himself the New Black Flash. He eventually sought out the Flash and began tormenting him to feed on his emotions. This version was only the re reanimated corpse of Zoom and did not have any memories from after its own death. It was not aware that an alternate version of Zoom had since reappeared or that the Flash died and came back, although he called out the newly resurrected Barry for murdering him and compromising the morals that made him a hero. The Flash calmed himself down from the encounter and evaded him. Zoom returned with Black Lantern versions of Kid Flash and Solivar to battle Barry, Wally West, and Saint Walker. In the midst of the fight, Zoom's body suddenly became encased in ice, exactly at the moment when a cold grenade belonging to Captain Cole was set off in Iron Heights, which housed in an incarcerated future version of Zoom. During the final battle with Necron, Zoom was resurrected by a white light. Almost immediately, he disappeared, claiming that he was going home. Thun then broke into the Central City Crime Lab, murdering two police scientists and recreating the accident, which originally had granted Barry a speed. This resulted in the creation of the Negative Speed Force. Zoom then traveled through time on a personal vendetta against Barry Allen. He pushed a young Barry Allen down the stairs, burned down his childhood home, left the door open so his dog was hit by a car, murdered his mother, and attempted to stop his son's marriage in the 30th century. He also brutally attacked Abracadabra and did something unnatural to the jungles near Gorilla City. Zoom's creation of the negative speed force resulted in the death of the Black Flash and turned Barry Allen into its successor. Barry's touch resulted in the death of Savitard and Christina Alexandrova. The Justice League and Just Society built a device to separate Barry from the speed force. Not wanting to hurt his loved ones, Barry escaped and ran into the speed force. Here he witnessed the death of Johnny Quick. His murderer was none other than Zoom, who finally revealed himself to Barry. He was wearing a new costume with the direction of his lightning bolt reversed. He then trapped Barry and the revived Max Mercury inside the Negative Speed Force. After boasting of his actions, he went to attack Wally West's kids, Jay and Irie. He attempted to kill them through their connection to the Speed Force, only to be stopped by Jay Garrick and Kid Flash, who took the fight to a nearby parade honoring the Flash in the streets of Central City. He defeated Jay and prepared to kill Bart before Max and Barry, who had been freed from the Speed Force by Wally West, arrived and took the fight to him. The fight was soon joined by Jesse Chambers and Irene, now with a full connection to the Speed Force, and taking up the mantles of Jesse Quick and Impulse. Zoom pulled Barry away and revealed that he caused everything horrible that had happened to Barry, including the death of his mother. He then decided to destroy everything by killing Barry's wife, Iris, on the evening of their first date. As Barry chased Zoom, Wally joined him in the Time Barrier. Doing so, they reached Zoom, becoming the lightning bolt that turned Barry into the Flash, as they were able to stop Zoom from preventing killing of Iris. The Flash has pushed Zoom back through time, showing Zoom confronting past and future. Returning to the present, the Flash has tossed him in the device that had been built to sever Barry's connection to the Speed Force. It had the same effect on Zoom. He was bound tightly and imprisoned in Iron Heights. From the next cell, Hunter Zolomon spoke to him, saying that he could help him to be better. 
At some point after Hunter offered to form a partnership with Thon, Thon broke Hunter of prison and took him to the 25th century to work together against the Flashes. While in the 25th century, Thon and Hunter gained control of the Temporal Courts, a force dedicated to investigating changes to the timeline, but eventually returned to prison. Zoom was freed sometime later by Captain Boomerang, who had also been resurrected after becoming a Black Lantern and was looking for answers. Zoom, however, told him that he knew nothing and promptly ran away. He then proceeded to travel through time to various points of the 25th century, where he killed numerous people from his own past so that he could mold his own history. Hoping to harness the power of Darkseid's Omega Energy, Zoom tracked Bruce Wayne through the time stream. He briefly ran into the Time Masters, who were also looking for Wayne. Later, Thon began experimenting with the effects of the Speed Force on age. He murdered the elongated kid, Airman J. Nicolisi, and a young girl in a playground by aging them until they expired from old age. He then adjusted his own age so that he appeared as a young boy and hid in a shipping container near the second crime scene, where he was discovered by the police. He was brought to the police station to be interviewed as a witness, but refused to open up to anyone but visiting police scientist Patty Spivin. After eating lunch with Patty, he told her that he was going to take a nap. She then returned to the lab to continue working on the case. While she was busy with her work, Thon returned to his proper age and revealed himself to her. He revealed the experimental nature of his murders to Patty and was about to kill her as well before Flash, Kid Flash, and Hot Pursuit arrived. Hot Pursuit began to use his equipment to sever Zoom's connection to the Speed Force, but Zoom overpowered him. After carrying Hot Pursuit away, he soon realized he was a Barry Allen from an alternate Earth. Realizing the chance to kill any Barry Allen, Zoom accelerated Hot Pursuit's aging process, as he had done with his other victims, killing him within seconds. After Breed's scuttle with Flash and Kid Flash, Zoom disappeared into a crowd, hiding himself by aging into an old man. Later elsewhere, Professor Zoom says it changes, it all changes, and a lightning bolt strikes from the skies, leading directly into the Flashpoint event that had just begun. Zoom later reveals he escaped from prison as his body was permanently connected to the Speed Force, enabling him to create the negative Speed Force. He plans to ruin Barry's life, it is revealed, and he was unable to alter Barry from becoming the Flash, as that would erase him from existence, which he discovers when he nearly faces from existence when attempting to stop the chemicals from spilling over Barry when he became the Flash. Though this caused the lightning bolt to pass through him and strike the chemicals, so he decides to ruin Barry's life during childhood, removing his best friend from existence to move Barry more inward, stalking Barry and doing minor things to annoy him, like making him miss ball catches and killing his mother. In Flashpoint, he mocks Barry, who remembers how reality should be but has lost his powers, by stalking his mother, who is shown to be alive in this reality, and placing a reverse Flash costume inside his ring, causing Barry to realize Zoom is mocking him. Later, Professor Zoom finally appears in front of Barry in the middle of the Amazon-Atlantean War, just after Billy Batson is killed. He reveals to Barry that the Flashpoint timeline was created by Barry himself, going back in time to stop Professor Zoom from killing his mother. He pulled the entire speed force into him to stop Zoom, transforming history. Zoom resets Barry's internal vibrations so that he can remember these events. Barry's actions also transform Zoom into a living paradox, no longer requiring Barry to exist. Zoom continues to taunt Barry with this knowledge and revel in the fact that he can now kill him at his leisure, until he was stabbed in the back and killed by this timeline's Batman, who is, at this point, Thomas Wayne. Using an Amazon's discarded sword, Barry later travels back in time to stop his younger self from altering time, and the timeline is apparently restored. A man capable for running death itself, it can be certain that the reverse Flash, or Professor Zoom, will return again. What this means for Barry Allen is unknown, but one thing is certain. It will be complicated, time-twisted, and evil.
there it is. Like most comic books, especially ones dealing with time travel, nice and complicated. Zoom moved around a lot in the timeline, fighting Barry and Wally different points of his own life, and it's sort of hard to put it into a chronological order, which we did my best to do. Um, but yeah, that's the history of Professor Zoom. Uh, really cool character. The, the concepts of somebody continually going back in time and trying to alter their own timeline uh, by erasing the people that are he feels are holding him back is a very interesting idea to me, and maybe one that will be explored further in, in media somewhere down the line. Maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a comic book, maybe it's a book. It's a neat idea. You know, what, what, who really holds us back and, and what could we do if we, if we could erase them? Very interesting concept. Uh, but also very interesting origin story for a supervillain. So that was the Reverse Flash, Professor Zoom, Eubod Thawne. Uh, next week, I will be talking about Icarus from The Eternals. I figured, well, we got this new trailer out. We're seeing these new characters, which the mainstream aren't very familiar with. So let's look at their leader, played by Rob... Uh, he played Rob Stark. I can't think of his name right now, but the actor from Game of Thrones that played Rob Stark. Um, he, yeah, cool actor. I'm excited. And a, a long-standing character in the Marvel Universe, created by Jack Kirby way back in the day. So I'm super pumped to read it and and uh, read up on him and prepare you know the events so I can share it with you. But in the meantime, I'm getting my COVID shot tomorrow, so you know I'll be locked into the 5G network. Uh, Bill Gates will be in the bloodstream, and I'll be ready to be back next week with episode. Uh, <laughs> I forgot the number again, man. I'm not doing well today with these numbers, but I'll be back next week uh, to discuss Icarus. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time.